Davis. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Garrett Ross. It's Friday, y'all. Welcome to the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we uh, thank you for turning on ESPN Central Texas and making us a part of your Friday morning. Let's uh, let's bop around the horn here and check in. Ward, how are we doing? Outstanding. Garrett, what's going on? Not much. I'm good. Everything. Everybody ready to roll? Got a big weekend? Yeah, I don't really have any plans, but yeah, I'm ready to roll. Okay, Ward, I think it's I think it's getting yard time. I mean, there's some weeds I got to take care of. Mm-hmm. Some are about seven feet tall, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's probably time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I may have to take an axe instead of a weed eater to them. But is it? You think I'm okay to weed and feed? I mean, I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm a little scared because I'm afraid if well, we you get can wait. I mean, if we get another frost, then I've wasted my time, haven't I? No. You think that weed and feed can sustain? Yeah, absolutely. A, a, a freeze or whatever? Mm-hmm. Because you guys know there's something about Texas weather that around <laughs> around uh, uh, Easter, we always get another cold snap, and I'm like, well, you know. The more important thing about the weed and feed is you're killing the weeds and giving the grass more room to grow. Yeah. When I, I then 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 Saturday may be the day, and the backyard's worse than the front yard. I don't get it. I'm glad because people see the front, <laughs> but the backyard. I mean, you know, the the dogs can get lost because they're they're in the weeds and. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, I would like to know where my air conditioner is located, the outside unit. You know, the <laughs> it could be beneficial, slightly <laughs> beneficial. It's well, it's it's hidden in the weeds. I mean, you know. Anyway, hey, I was curious how how's our how's our buddy Martin? Martin's good, man. He is uh he's decided that he's comfortable to jump up on the couch and sleep now. So that's his new spot. Um, he's still him and my daughter are still trying to work things out and, and build a relationship. But for the rest of us, uh, he's he's pretty well acquainted. It was a nice you know. I, shout out to Mike for helping us uh, from the Humane Society really find him. He, he's. It's been an adjustment period, but it's definitely been a, a great addition to our family. Dogs are great. Absolutely. They are great. So, but the daughter and him have not hooked up, huh? Yeah, my daughter was really close to our dog that passed away. So, this is kind of a big transition for her. And I keep telling her, like, go take him for a walk, do something. I don't know. I don't know. So, she's a little apprehensive, but she'll she's warm around. up. She'll yeah. warm up. It's just a matter of time. Now, your, your son, he, he, he's all for it. Those two are inseparable. Uh, he he tried to ride him the other day, and <laughs> Martin really wasn't feeling that. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, they're good. They, they go and hang out on the back porch for hours, and it's a lot of fun. Well, good. See, just a great addition to the family. Absolutely. So there you go. And you got that dog at the Humane Society. I did, and they have an abundance of, of dogs over there. I actually got some food he didn't like, and uh, I contacted Mike last night. I'm going to go and donate it over there and, and get him some new food, but – yeah, it, please go over there and help them out. There's a lot of great animals uh, in need, and our family is benefiting. We're appreciative of it. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Final Four weekend. Have we have we made our menus yet? Do we know what we're going to do Final Four menu? Or is it just, hey, you know, I'm going to watch basketball, whatever in the fridge is whatever in the fridge. Or, or, or is this a, 
Saturday night doubleheader, I got to have XYZ on the menu. Hmm. No. I've never done that. I've never thought about that. I, I feel like for me, like when it's the Super Bowl, yeah, I'll put something together. But well, that's for, what I'm saying. I mean, I don't, I don't, no, I've I don't mean, never a snack done that. tray or if it's, you know, rich crackers and some summer sauce. I don't know. I think it's just whatever I got in the fridge. Probably some cereal or something. <laughs> cereal. <laughs> What's on your menu for the final four? Cheerios. <laughs> I was just curious. I mean, do people do that? Do they have final oh, four? Yeah. I bet they do. Yeah. Probably I, I would Kentucky think. and the, the states where basketball is really big, I'm sure they throw massive parties and mint juleps around everything. Mint juleps. That's, well, being, that's this horse is racing. not a horse race. Hey, I don't care. It's Kentucky. They're going to do it. <laughs> I don't think they're too fired up. They took that quick exit. <laughs> yeah. They're like, get us to 2023. <laughs> yeah. I mean, stop and think about some of those teams that, uh, that the, was it, is it the Pelicans? Peacocks. Peacocks. I mean, the Peacocks dispatched some pretty good teams. They did. So, you know, we all laughed at Kentucky right out of the box, but, you know, a couple of weeks later, the Peacocks are still playing. Wasn't a fluke. Nope. Guy parlays that gig into a uh, into the Seton Hall head coaching job. So, there you go. All right, uh, five minutes after 7, 7.05. Anything else going on? Did you guys watch the uh, A&M Xavier game? I did. I What'd didn't you? really. I, I didn't. I mean, we were at, at football spring football drills uh, and waiting to talk with some of the uh, the players and coaches after practice and had it on had it on a phone but uh, what what'd you think Ward I mean I enjoyed it I I was disappointed A&M didn't hang on and get that win after the big comeback they made uh, but uh, you know that's that's the beauty of basketball you gotta you gotta play the whole game uh, it, it was, you know, an inbound play that kind of it, – it looked like a, a little bit of a desperation <laughs> shot from about six feet out. It was an ugly shot, but it, it went right through the net that, that got them the win. So the game was tied at that juncture? And no, they were down by one. Down by one. Yeah. Ooh. How about that? Yeah, they came in with a 73-72 win. How about that? I, I was – you know, first of all, why was it at 6 p.m.? I mean, why so early? I mean, uh, well, it was a seven o'clock tip off in New York. That's yeah, why. but it wasn't in the central or the west. No, uh, and and I just thought that was kind of an early start time. But I have a hard time, and I mean, for whatever reason, I know it's a championship, but I'm like, that's kind of a the NIT was. I don't know. I mean, I know it's quality. Press. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's. I know there's quality teams that are that obviously are in it because there's so many really good teams in college basketball now, and those were two of them. They they made they made both made good runs and got to the got to the championship game. But mm-hmm. I just didn't I wasn't fired up to watch it. Now this weekend, absolutely, I, and I can't explain that. Do you, but do you get the same kind of feel or was that just hey this is a this is going to be a great matchup I'm watching I don't care what what they're calling it yeah I, I mean to me I thought it was going to be a good matchup and and I've always enjoyed the NIT tournament because of the fact that more times than not you see 
some teams come out of nowhere in the NIT to to be able to to have a chance to win this thing, and and then you've got you know the one team kind of like A and M that felt like that they got you know shunned in the NCAA tournament, probably the the biggest miss by the NCAA, and you know they they make a deep run. I mean they're on a mission to try to say, hey, look, we we probably should have been there, you know, and I don't know that winning the NIT says that we should have been there, but at least, you know, it, it tightens down the screws for them a little bit, and you see that quite a bit. Do you think it, – it, it not we're not talking about deserving, but I th- how I'm tr- trying to remember how it was phrased last night. I heard a, we were just kind of standing around talking about it, waiting uh, to do our thing last night. And somebody said all of the – I think he said all the deserving teams are in the NCAA tournament – and then there are some that, that are you know th- those borderline teams or, or those borderline teams or or maybe all the really good teams all the really good teams make the NCAA tournament and those borderline teams, those are the ones that are that are having these arguments. You know, I should have got in. I should look. They take there's 68 of them. There is there's 68 of them, and the committee didn't feel like you were. And I know that there's conference champions and all of, but there's 68 spots I, I still you know <clears throat> even after the day it was announced I, I felt like A&M should have been in the NCAA tournament I still feel that way I, I think that was the biggest miss by the NCAA is not having them in the tournament so and, and here's an interesting thing then uh and, and again I don't we don't have a list in front of us and I'm not going to ask you to do it but I mean I think it, it, when when that list comes out when the NCAA announces it and, and they hey they missed A&M who do you take out? Uh, one of the Big Ten teams that yeah. they got in like twelve of them. Yeah, it would have been a real easy pick to get one of those guys out and put A and M in. A&M and I think Oklahoma. you know, and Oklahoma and SMU for that matter. Exactly. I think SMU should have been in the tournament. So you got to figure out who you're taking out. Uh, I it, I think there's a handful that could have could have come out and do and you not prescribe? Do you not prescribe to the argument SMU A and M? Do what you have to do to get in and don't leave it to the committee. No, I I think it's you know part part of the what they did toward the end and what they did in their conference tournament put them in a position they should have been in the NCAA tournament. I like North That's Carolina. My, yeah, it's absolutely. Exactly the same. Yeah, it's it's no different. Well, well yeah, we'll never we'll never know. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but, and it's going to happen again. It happens every year. Well, yeah, so. I mean, because there's more it, I guess it would be fair to say there's probably more deserving teams than there are spots, but at, at some point, I, you know, if if Take it out of the committee's hands, I guess, is is the bottom line. And there's a way to do that. Don't lose eight or nine in a row in the middle of the year. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, you know, again, you turn around and and, and, and have a, a huge turnaround. I, I think you should be accounted for that as well. And, probably and they, so. And they weren't. Well, maybe they were, and then the, the eight or nine that they lost outweighed in the committee's eyes. I, I don't know. I'm not in that room. No, I'm not either. But that – I guarantee you that stretch there where they went, what, th- you know, three weeks or whatever and couldn't win a basketball game, that killed them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, whether whether it's fair or unfair, that killed them because they keep talking about the body of work. And that was just – and look, the committee chair said said as much when it came to A&M. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, do all of the good teams get in? It, that's the question. No. No. Do all of the deserving teams get in? No. No, I think 
No, because in my, I guess it just depends on your viewpoint. For me, A&M was a deserving team. Oklahoma was a deserving team. It, SMU, I keep forgetting about them, but I, I guess they could be as well. I guess it comes down to your, your personal criteria, what you look for in those teams that are going to get those at-large picks. You know, uh, Again, there's a way to do it, and that's to take it out of the committee's hand. But, uh, you know, and then, then, then there's certain teams that you know because of strength of schedule, RPI, and things of that nature, they're getting in. Mm-hmm. They are. They're just getting in. Uh, anyway, fun conversation. And we'll do it again next year and the next year. And, I mean, you, you, look, Don't stop. No, I mean, look, at one, once upon a time, this, was, this wasn't even a 64-team tournament. It was a 32-team tournament, then a 64-team tournament. Now it's a 68-team tournament, and the same conversation is taking place. It, it, it is. Mm-hmm. But bottom line is uh, we got our Final Four set, and it's coming up on Saturday night, and then the championship game will be on Monday night. Boy, we'll have a fun day Monday breaking down those games. All right, uh, 7-13, 13 minutes after 7. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's check out the weather forecast. Your morning weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We're going to end the work week with lots of sunshine and above normal temperatures with highs today topping out at 79 degrees. Tonight, partly to mostly cloudy as a little disturbance moves through. There could be a sprinkle or two. We drop to 53 and Saturday looks beautiful with mostly sunny skies and highs around 81. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. So think about that. Those uh, really Baylor Athletics Iconics plays both happened in 2021. Both of them happened this past year. Best season in Baylor basketball history with the national championship. Best season in Baylor football history in 2021 with the Big 12 title and the Sugar Bowl win to top it off. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Pro Star Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. Pro Star Rental, they make work easier. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. 
Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and western home decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Game Time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Pro Star Rental, Good Feet, and VersaLift Southwest. All right, 17 after 7. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up on the program, we will, uh, you know, as we continue our Big 12 tour, we're going to talk with uh, Mike Kassar with uh, West Virginia 247 Sports, and uh, we're going to break down some some Mountaineer football, see what's going on with those guys in spring football. We'll also look ahead to uh, uh, the Final Four again, and uh, yesterday we kind of looked at the uh, the Duke and North Carolina game. Uh, Kansas and Nova also on the docket. Oh, did you know that Kansas and Villanova were in the Final Four, guys? I mean, has that kind of been the undercard of this thing? It's definitely an undercard. It, well, it's not getting as much attention as North Carolina and Duke, but no. it it's going to be a great basketball game. Do you think that both coaches, Jay Wright and, and Bill Self, are just fine flying under the radar a little Absolutely. bit? Absolutely. Oh, Heck yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. You go talk about Duke and North Carolina all you want to. Ask them all the questions your little heart desires, and we'll just get ready to play our semifinal game. Yep. So we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, uh, Ray Biles. We'll be on the program at the top of the hour, around 8 o'clock this morning. The uh, head football coach and athletic director at Lorena. He was named the Dave Campbell Texas Football Magazine Class 3A Coach of the Year. So we'll get into that a little bit with Coach Biles. Uh, at 8.15-ish, we'll, we'll, we'll go through and we'll name our, our winners of the two semifinal games, and then we will name our champion. Do we, no, do we have to name our? Ch- yeah, we do, yeah, don't we? Yeah, and then we can we can once we once we mess it up, then we'll uh, we'll fix it on Monday. Exactly. <laughs> so Get a we'll, racer. We'll do that, and then we'll talk some high school baseball. Uh, Crawford and Bosqueville are going to hook up uh, tonight. Always a good district matchup. You know that that district is interesting. I mean, you've got Bosqueville, Valley Mills, and Crawford. All three really good good teams. And uh, Crawford and, and Bosqueville will uh, hook up tonight. And we'll talk to David Anderson, the uh, Bosqueville Bulldogs head coach, 
coming up on the program as well. Look ahead to uh, what's going on with Baylor baseball and Baylor softball, and we'll do that all coming up on the program. Uh, so before we dive into West Virginia football, uh, spring football drills continue here in Waco for the uh, defending Big 12 Conference champion and Sugar Bowl champion Baylor Bears. We talked about some of their strengths. One of the areas where there's some question marks, guys, is at running back. Who, who, who's, who wins that job, or is there a group of running backs that win the job? You know, last year it was Abram Smith, I would say, with about 70% of the carries, and I'm just doing this off the top of my head, and then Ebner with – 30% of the carries plus those special team opportunities. You had a couple of guys that you felt comfortable with, veteran guys that had stepped up and, 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 and got the job done for you. Now, look, you didn't know that Abram Smith last last spring was going to be Abram Smith last fall. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. He, I mean, he kind of came out of out of nowhere, uh, you know, changed sides of the football and, and, and all that stuff. But he's done – the he did the job and, and you know, I, I, I would – I don't know where they would be if they didn't have him. Is that guy in the in the running back room today? Uh, n- no, I, I don't think so. I, I feel like when you look at this, uh, a lot of these guys weren't recruited by this regime. They weren't recruited to fit their offensive style, um, which is why you had to go and get a guy like Abram along with Lovett hitting the transfer portal last year. I, I think when you look at it, Tabic Williams – is definitely the front runner, in my opinion. This is a kid that was phenomenal coming out and highly touted coming out of high school. Uh, Jordan Jenkins, to me, is the guy they really are holding out hope for, but he's young. Uh, he's the one guy that they recruited for this offense. Uh, but for me, they don't have that guy yet ready, so it's going to be a running back by committee, in my opinion. You mentioned Jordan Jenkins, 6'1", 208, redshirt freshman out of Lindale. Uh, Tay McWilliams, 6'1", 211, junior out of Richmond. Uh, Craig Squirrel Williams, 5'8", 173, a junior out of Crosby. Uh, his Part of his issue is staying healthy. Injuries, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and then there's, uh, you know, kind of the X. And, in, in, you know, the, the X factor is what do you get out of Josh Fleeks, the 5'11", 192-pound, fifth-year senior, uh, four-year letterman out of Cedar Hill High School in, in the Metroplex? That's going to be the interesting thing. I, I... – I'm not sure. I know that he had some success last year uh, when they would put him in and like jet sweep opportunities. Mm-hmm. He's got the body. He's got the athleticism. I-, I think he will definitely help and get some good reps. But I don't know that he's somebody that you can rely on down in and down out to, to carry the load for you. After practice yesterday, Ward Justin Johnson, the uh, running backs coach, talked about the running back room. You're, you're going to feel it in the room. But we got guys in this room, like we said, that are eager and ready to step up. Um, and so, you know, they're going about the process day to day, and um, I'm, I'm eager to, to throw them out there and, and see what they do. And uh, I know they feel the same way with that. Um, but naturally, anytime you lose guys like that, um, you know, you'll, you'll feel it in the room, but these guys are ready to roll and step up. Is that the biggest question mark on the offensive side of the football? You know, you got an O line and, and you got a quarterback battle, but you got two guys you feel really comfortable with. Uh, battling for the quarterback spot, maybe even three, uh, is the running you know is the running back position your biggest question mark? Could it be wide receiver? Those two groups for me are, are the biggest because we don't have there's nobody has proven themselves to be that number one guy. Like when you look at the the wide receiver core, 
it's deep. It, it, there's a lot of young talent in there, but nobody has really risen to the – I'd say Monterey Baldwin last year uh, has really showcased what he could do in special teams opportunities and as far as sometimes getting thrown in the mix. But that was a freshman. I, I was looking for guys like Seth Jones and – um, Jalen Ellis, Jackson Gleason, like none of those guys ever emerged. And that's what's really kind of concerned me a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I think those are two positions that you just don't know exactly what you have. Now, you think you know what you have with the offensive line, but you really don't. I mean, until you get them out there and see how they gel and, and continue to move forward, you know, it, you know, consistency is what you have to have on the offensive line. You don't know if you're going to get that for sure. You have a good feeling you have a great opportunity there. Uh, but it has to carry over. Uh, Quarterback-wise, I you know I, I think there's a good battle there at quarterback. I don't think that anything is really settled. And to your point, yeah, you should be okay with whichever one takes a spot, but that's, that's something that you want to happen. You want to have that battle. You want to have somebody win the job instead of being awarded the job. So I, I think that that's one to really keep an eye on. And, and once you have that established – then you can figure out those other two skill positions because those two skill positions are going to rely on what you're doing at quarterback too. And as far as quarterback is concerned, I think Coach uh, Coach Aranda made it made it clear early that hey, this is you know Gary Bohannon's the incumbent, and Blake Shapen's going to have to outplay him to win the job. So I mean, so you know how that unfolds through spring, who knows? But that was that was kind of the 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 message early in camp your old line Garrett is 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 a group that you know most of them are back and and they played well uh, a year ago yeah I mean look you got four guys returning uh, off of a unit who was a finalist for the Joe Moore Award which is given to the best offensive line in the nation you have uh, you've learned you've already gone through the installation of what Coach Mateos wants you to do you know how to to work within that uh, that the scheme, uh, you have a better understanding of the wide zone blocking, and you have a full off season, and plus a ton of game reps under your belt. I think that I'm I'm really confident in their ability to build on what they did last year because I think this is going to be really the the the, the leadership is going to come from the offensive line. Yeah, you've got Ward you you got some guys that are five year seniors, and you got some guys that are six year seniors. These are grown men, so. Uh, but you know you, you can block all day long if you don't have, if you don't if you don't get the productivity out of your receiving core and, and your running back core. You know that's so. It it'll be interesting to see how that thing develops through the spring and and, and how it, how they come out of there. You know, is there a jet a, a is there a depth chart uh, that you're comfortable with at the end of spring, or are we going into fall with some of those jobs still open and available? Uh, when you go into camp uh, in the fall? So. Well, I think you can go into the fall and still have it open and available. I don't think you have to have everything solidified coming out of spring. You just, you know, you don't know what's going to happen over the summer or anything else. So it doesn't have to be completely nailed down. You'd like to have an idea of where you need to be going into the into the fall camp. But to, to have everything lined up and ready to go in the fall, when you get, when you break spring practice, I I think that's unrealistic, and I you know, and I really I want it, again I want to have a good idea, but I don't want it to be solidified. I want them to come in and compete again in the fall because again for me, the only way you get better 
is Sunday through Thursday. You don't get better on, on Saturday afternoon. You just don't. You get better during the week, and the only way you can do that is internal competition. If you don't have that, then you're not going to excel in practice. I'll say this. For me, early in fall camp, I want my, my depth chart to start to take shape. And, and you know, I, I don't want to have a, a ton of jobs going into, you know. And I know that there's a lot of times that you go into game week and, you know, and, and coaches will give you the, the coach speak of, hey, we'll make that decision, you know, Friday night or Saturday morning. And But, I look, I, I just I, – I'm a – I'm a keep it in the box kind of guy, and I would, I would, if we're coming out of spring and we, st- we still got some question marks in certain spots. I want those spots to be. You would hope that early in fall camp, that so that unit in that group can can get as many snaps in fall camp together as a unit as possible. Well, I mean that's part of it, but the other part of it is too. You're going to have some new faces on campus come in the fall mm-hmm. too, so mm-hmm. you don't know exactly. You know, who's going to step in and go, whoa, we can't keep this kid off the field. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. All right, 728, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor will have a another practice on Saturday, and uh, and so uh, hopefully we'll have to, we'll be able to talk to some more players and coaches for you Saturday afternoon and have that, with, have that for you on Monday. All right, we're going to take a break right here, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Mountaineer football as we continue taking you around the Big 12 this spring. We'll do that next. Here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Greedy Carter, our guest, one of Baylor's all-time greats, now back as Baylor's uh, Director of Player Development on Scott Drew's staff. Oh, man, I'm, I'm just thankful. It, it means a lot. Um, you know how much I love Baylor. Baylor know how much I love them. You know, um, and I always say, man, Baylor helped me out in so many ways, you know, and to, to help me grow up, to help me be a better husband, to help me be a better father um, for my kids, um, you know, a better person. It's just to, to be able to come back and, and coach with Baylor after they gave so much to you, you know, um, it's just a huge honor and I'm just blessed. It was a blessing to, 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 to play for Baylor and to, to be here now, man, it's just huge. and. I'm just thankful to be in this position and talking to you about oh, this right now. That's great. Well, you know we all feel the same way. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, April 2nd, Sunday, April 3rd at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms. And the variety of our shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if we don't have it, they don't make it. And the Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find ammo, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, April 2nd, 9 to 5, and April 3rd at the Harker Heights event center okay so what's the most important part about your house no it's not that bar or even the man cave think about it the most important thing is your roof it has to withstand all that mother nature can throw your way so it makes sense to have the best mcadams and sons roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset experienced professionals using only the best materials so for new construction re-roofs repairs or remodels for composition and metal roofs think mcadams and sons roofing first and now mcadams and sons roofing are installing seamless gutters they're insured and an a-plus rating on the bbb mcadams and sons roofing will come out take a look at your roof and handle all the insurance process for you don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof let a real professional you trust do the work for you put McAdams and Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. 
Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Xavier is the champion of the National Invitational Basketball Tournament. They overcame an eight-point halftime deficit to beat Texas A&M 73-72 for the title. A doubleheader sweep for MCC Baseball over Weatherford gives the Highlanders their longest winning streak of the year at nine. They travel to Weatherford tomorrow to finish that four-game conference series. Baylor Baseball has a non-conference series at home this weekend against East Tennessee State. Game one at 6.30 tonight, and you can hear the play-by-play on ESPN Central Texas. The softball Bears host Oklahoma State for a three-game series with game one at 6.30. That game can be heard on Cool 101. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Going like a breeze, country roads, take me home to the <laughs> Stop it. 7.33, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. We continue our uh, tour around the Big 12 talking spring football. We welcome into the program Mike Casaza from uh, West Virginia's 247 Sports. Mike, good morning. Thanks for your time, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. Good morning to you. Let's uh, let's dive in. What is, what is the what is the number one goal this spring for for Neil Brown and what is he trying to get done? I would say prior to yesterday, it was, you know, identify a quarterback. They don't have one right now. They have three that have little to no experience. But after yesterday, it might just be have enough players to field a team because they have been hit extremely hard by the transfer portal, um, quantity and quality of players, and it's added up. And then yesterday, maybe their best defensive player, um, really out of the blue, surprised them and decided to transfer and just, uh, a bedrock of their defense, uh, Akeem Mesidor, kind of an all-conference talent, and really like a man in the middle of what they want to do, literally on defense. He's in the middle of the defensive line. The defensive line is the strength of their defense. Um, you got to be good on the defensive line and the offensive line to be good in the league. They think they'll be better on the offensive line. They knew they were going to be good in the defensive line, and you, you just can't say that now. So your know, quarterback is always the number one thing, obviously, in college football, but their attrition and, and again, the combination of quantity and quality of players that they've lost in the offseason is pretty hard to ignore right now. So how do they go about finding that NIL money to help them figure out how to keep these guys on campus? Because that seems to be a lot of the problem or what Neil Brown said, that you know we've got to be able to compete and, and keep these guys here, but they just don't have the, they don't have the means right now. They, they do and they don't. Um, I would say this in his defense that I think it was admirable what he did yesterday. He popped up out of nowhere and had a news conference to explain what was going on. And he's taking some heat here because there have been so many players who have left against starters and contributors and, and multiple-year players. And he just kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, it's college football, it's 2022. 
you just deal with it and move on. And yesterday it was obviously different. He treated it different. That was fine. But to be frank, I'm not sure anybody's opening up a Brinks truck for a key Mesador. Um, it's a good player, but it, it's not somebody that you're throwing six or seven figures at. Um, I'm not sure where he ends up. Are our, our businesses and players there going, or businesses and fans going to be flocking to him for endorsement deals and to buy his jerseys? So I think that's a convenient excuse in 2022 for NIL is that, oh, they're just leaving for NIL opportunities. Okay, I guess, is that the reality we'll see in time, but it is something that they're going to have to have a better anchor for. They were a little bit behind. They they had maybe some miscommunication. They had players who chirped a lot last year about how they weren't getting help from the school, and the school was saying we're not allowed to help, and that's not true. The school is not allowed to pay. They can certainly facilitate. Um, so there was maybe maybe some confusion, maybe just a short runway to the beginning of the NIL era last year before the regular season. Um, but they do have one of those trusts now. There's there's dozens of these everywhere that has this third party that's you know supporting and has a lot of money in, in, in a bank account and you know for outside sources, donors, businesses, and and hey, come to us, come to this country roads trust that they call it and, you know, do some podcasts or do some endorsements or you know, something with a media entity and then, you know, a podcast, it could be a video thing. It could be a Q and a with fans. It could be, you know, cars and, and swag and apparel and things like that. And you get some money for it, but you know, the glove in the hand can really only be so close. And I think while the, the football team and the athletic department in general wants that to be successful, there has to be some separation there. And I think they're still trying to figure out how to do that dance. They want to circle each other and they want to make it work. But um, there's also really powerful people behind it too. Oliver Luck, Ken Kendrick, those are two big time names in, in pro baseball and college athletics. And they're the two behind it. So you think they can make it happen, but it's still so early that you know the, the results haven't quite been there yet where they can go out to recruits and say, Hey, we have this, this trust. We have this thing for the NIL here's how it works. They just don't have that yet. It's going to take some time to you know, produce some bookkeeping and some results that they can show current and prospective players to you know, recruit and retain them. And that's, that's always a challenge at a place like West Virginia. You got to recruit, you got to retain. Mike, Mike at the, at the core, is it NIL or is there something else that uh, is, is an underlining factor to uh, some of these kids that are, that are uh, getting out of the program and moving on? They just don't have star players that would get plucked for NIL purposes. I don't think a lot of these like handlers or, or runners or whatever you want to call them would come to West Virginia and say, hey, you're not getting the NIL deals that you should be getting. Come here because they just don't have all-conference, all-American caliber players. I and mean, Akeem Mesidor was one, but that's a nose guard on the defensive line for a Big 12 team that went 6-7. and seven. I, I just I have a hard time thinking that that's a guy that – had people just knocking on his door and he couldn't say no any longer. Is that part of it? Sure. Do kids make bad decisions? Absolutely. And are there bad actors out there who facilitate bad decisions for kids this day and age? Of course could happen. But I think part of it is that they, maybe the safeguards around a program don't exist. And, and maybe there isn't enough, there isn't enough of a, of a conversation that goes on all the time, or maybe there isn't enough trust on both sides of that conversation where a school like West Virginia can sit down and say, listen, this is not going to happen for you there. And they listen to you because they don't. Um, and they can also say, Hey, you can stay here and make some money. And again, they just don't have the, the results and the bookkeeping to prove that. So it's going to take time for them to enact a plan and make it work. But another part of this, and Brown said this, and it was very interesting. He didn't take questions and he said he would on Saturday about this, but he said that you know he hadn't slept and he's thought a lot about this and he's wondered, you know, hey, am I doing everything right in my program? And he's saying that he's more committed and more confident ever that how he runs his program is the way it should be. 
Does that, that makes me think that makes me think that he wonders about that, and that has come up that people are saying, "I don't like the mood, or the atmosphere, or the way things are here. I'm leaving because of this," and and he's just not going to change that because he thinks they're wrong and and he's right. I think that's an interesting point he raised, and he may have to address. It, with that, considering that and everything that's going on, does that buy him more time, or does that put more pressure and put him on the hot seat this season? Well, again, the challenges of the schools are unique, and West Virginia is certainly one of them. And if this is the way it's going to be, and if you're just going to shrug your shoulders and say, this is NIL, it's a transfer portal, it's immediate eligibility, this is the way it's going to be. And you're going to get players who come in for two or three years at most and help you out for a little bit before they go somewhere else. Okay, that's the way it's going to be. You better be able to do something about it. And if you're not the person for that job, if you just continually produce players for a shorter shelf life, and lose them to somewhere else. If you can't retain the players that you recruit and develop, you're not the man for the job, right? So that's a challenge that he has right now is that, okay, this is going to happen to me here at West Virginia. I'm going to get players and develop them, and I'm going to lose some of them, but I have to be better about that. I have to find a way to keep them on campus and, for lack of a better phrase, keep my job. And and that's kind of a new and perhaps a higher item on the job agenda list here for him too is, that that's a trait that maybe you never thought about when you sat down and you were hired for this job in 2019. Well, here it is, and you're constantly evolving and adapting, and I would imagine there's no greater goal for him or the administration right now than to fix this and to figure out, okay, how do we keep this from happening to us again and again and again, which is a skill he's going to have to certainly sharpen and use. We were <laughs> we intended to talk X's and O's, but i got to tell you, this is a fascinating conversation. What, just a final thought on it. Uh, it the fact that they're in the Big 12, the fact that they have to head west to play their games, has, is, does that factor into this at all? Yeah, I mean, if, if you're trying to get some sort of a profile and you're a kid from South Florida or, or Western Ohio, Western Pennsylvania, um, does, it, does it matter what you're doing in Central Texas, West Texas, Iowa? No. But the other part about it is, too, is that if you play your cards right, you're on TV 12, 13 times a year. You're on national television. Um, there's a pretty fervent fan base here and a media that's that's generally around all the time to to kind of take interviews and, and to really present these people, too. So I think it's a convenient excuse for them competitively. Not an excuse, convenient explanation for them competitively. It does add up. And honestly, they're 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 playing in a conference where the, the bedrock states for recruiting – are better than West Virginia, right? So that's, that makes it difficult. And they're only going to get so many players from Florida, and they're only going to get the uh, uh, a certain caliber of players from Florida and Pennsylvania and Ohio. So that that does hurt. Um, it, it just it's just right now that they haven't been very good, and they have not had the quarterback play at the level it should have been, and they haven't been able to line up a really good offense with a really good defense in quite some time. And they've had a good defense the past couple of years. They're hamstrung at quarterback, and then I just think it. It's hard to talk people into staying when they're thinking about leaving when it's just not fun. If you're not winning games and not bowl games and you're not scoring a lot of points and you're constantly grinding out like 24 to 17 wins or you're losing games like that, that's not what you see on TV and that's not what you sign up to play for. And I think that that, that is something that is really hard to talk kids out of. Um, because, again, they haven't been able to prove with results that it's going to be different. We're going to score 38 points a game. We're only going to give up seven or something like that. It's easy to say it's hard to believe. So how is that translating on the field with Graham Harrell, the offensive coordinator, kept, uh, coming in, but still not knowing who the quarterback might be for this offense? Is this offense starting to come together at all in the spring? 
hard to say. We haven't really seen a whole lot of practice. They, they like a lot of people, keep the doors closed and, and keep the, <laughs> the snipers and the moats fully active so you can't get too close to how things are going there. <laughs> but I will say this. Prior to yesterday, like it was, the story was, hey, they the offense was broken, and Brown said that they were in a crisis after the bowl game, and he went out and he addressed, it, and he hired Graham Harrell, who is just, there's not a fit here. There's no affiliation between him and the program or the assistant coaches, really. Um, but if you're trying to get the offense right, it begins at the quarterback spot. If you're trying to get the quarterback spot, you need a coordinator who knows the position. Here's here's a Heisman Trophy finalist who was a backup to Aaron Rodgers that won a Super Bowl team. He's zoomed up the ladder in a pretty brief time as a Division One assistant coach and coordinator, and he knows her quarterback position. So he's got three that he can keep an eye on here, um, uh, two or three really talented recruits. And then there's there's a legitimate chance they're going to end up getting JT Daniels, and they're going to have him on campus and that would fix things. So, again, if you wall things off before yesterday, from the bowl game until yesterday, everything was optimistic. They had three quality options at quarterback. They had returning offensive talent at receiver. They recruited and, and hit the portal pretty well when it came to the running back position. Their offensive line should be good. You put someone back there who earns the right to be the quarterback and things should be good on offense because, hey, defense is going to be good. Everything before that is true about the quarterback and the offense and Graham Harrell, especially, and, and how his hiring changed the move, which had to happen. But now you just kind of revert a little bit and say, oh, man, if the offense might be better for the defense, it's going to be as good. Now can the offense be that much better to make up for the defense that, again, just, just Google this. The amount of starters they've lost in that defense is is alarming, and how is it going to be as good as it was when it had to be very good to carry an offense around the field? And now you just wonder that sliding scale. How much better can the offense be in relation to how much defense is lost and, and probably won't be as good, you know, which is to be expected. So story always changes, but that's that's kind of a, a fluid thing here right now is that if Harrell had to be good before, he's got to be really good now. Were there any big takeaways or people who stood out from the recent pro day? Uh, Levy Brown, I think, in, in they only had six players. <laughs> so that's another thing, too. Like Pro days are, are – that's pretty much indicative of the talent you have coming out of your program. When you have six players, uh, one's a kicker, one's a punter, nothing against specialists out there, but you're talking, you know, three defensive backs and one running back. That's it. And those are, those are places you should be good and have pro talent. And they just don't have a lot of that going into the NFL. I think there's some hope for players they have, but Brown is a guy who, who had a four, seven 40 in the combine and it got adjusted to four, six, and none of his his you know his next gen his spark testing was so impressive. He said, "Yeah, this guy's like I got to have my team." He was pretty much reverted to like undrafted priority free agent stuff, and that's probably what his fate is going to be here. But he's, his attitude about it is such that he he really believes that his his film and his stats and his track record. You know, that should be enough. And if you look at his productivity for the past couple of years, you might say, you know what, he's got something there. He's been a good receiver. Um, he's been durable. He's he's kind of run the ball hard. And he's run behind miserable offensive lines. So a lot of the stuff you might hold against him, eh, he's not a decisive runner. He doesn't make people miss. And there's more contact than elusivity. On and on and on. These negatives you might find about him, a lot of that is the product of being behind that offensive line put him behind pros what can happen so that'll be interesting i think he understands that he chose not to run the 40 again he's going to stick with the 464 which is not good um and he's not so big that you can tolerate that type of number i think but he's also never been like a 438 guy um he kind of is what he is and i think he understands that he'll be a late round guy if he's drafted at all 
he'll have to make a roster, but he's going to do it based on, you know, he's going to run hard, he's going to catch passes, and he can play special teams. And, and he seems to know and have accepted that. So I think the fact that, again, he wasn't physically outstanding, but he was able to explain it and, and understand it all and, and make it seem like that he's okay with it. If he could do that, that with us in the interview process, I'm sure he's done that with teams. So that's probably a good sign for him. Mike, sounds like there's plenty of content. Uh, so what do you got uh, What do you got going today on uh, on uh, 247 Sports? We've got to figure out the middle of the defensive line. That's for sure. Um, they just they just don't have a guy like the one they lost, and they do have players and options there. But how much does it change it? Because, again, they're, they're so young in the secondary and so new in the secondary that you want to be good in the defensive line. So what do they do? They have some parts. There's, there are some plans for sure. Uh, I think quarterback will probably get mentioned a couple times, especially now that Daniels has definitely confirmed a visit date there too. And then just what do you do here? I mean, it's it's in crisis sounds like a thing that is probably too convenient. I just used the word to start describing something else, but you have a fan base now that just is really not engaged and, and not enchanted. And, and how do you get them to engage and to not grow disenchanted because um, you know, you want to have those NIL opportunities. You want to sell licensed jerseys. You like to have sold-out stadiums and high TV ratings and all that stuff that does appeal to players. And people don't trust the team to be intact for like more than a year or two. It's happening with basketball too. They're 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 hemorrhaging players in the basketball roster here. What does an athletic department do? How do you tell fans it's going to be all right? We got a plan. I've been doing it. Okay, but what do you do? So I think that's something that you really kind of have to poke and probe and figure out what the questions are. Never mind what the answers are. Mike, thanks, man. We appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for the insight, and uh, best of luck. We we appreciate your time today. Anytime. Thank you for inviting me. Talk to you soon. That's uh, Mike Casaza from uh, West Virginia's 247 Sports. Wow. Uh, Keep the moonshine on deck if you're a West Virginia fan. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's a quick exit right now. Man, it sounds like the, uh, <laughs> the train is off the track uh, when it comes to uh, what's going on there. Uh, all right, uh, we'll jump at, back into some basketball. And we'll do that in just a couple of minutes right here on ESPN Central Texas. We are brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, where the Emory family is, uh, well, they're getting it done. John and, and, and Braden and, and the entire family taking care of you, and they have been since 1943. Don't forget, they're building a brand-new location out on Loop 340. That is right next door to Busby Feed. And, man, you can check out the construction as you uh, as you go around uh, the loop and in we were there the other day, and it's just it is going to be a fantastic facility, and I, I can't wait to see it uh, once they uh, once they swing the doors open. You know, they again they've been doing it since 1943, and at Pioneer Steel and Pipe, their reputation is built one customer at a time. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, uh, angle iron, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns. They've got structural pipe. They also carry all sizes of pipe from one half inch to 24 inches. If you're building a metal building or maybe a barn dominium and you need some direction, some guidance, well, then talk to Pioneer Steel and Pipe first, and they're going to help you find the best contractor for the project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has locations in Bryan, and they still got the, the great location here in Waco. Uh, they're open uh, Monday through Friday from 730 until 5 and Saturdays 8 to noon. A, uh, the Waco location, by the way, is 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. You can check them out online at pioneerboys.com 24-7. And don't forget, they deliver and they unload. It's Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Coach Rod and the Bears back at Baylor Ballpark. And here on ESPN Central Texas. It's a non-conference weekend this weekend at Baylor Ballpark for Coach Rod and the Bears hosting East Tennessee State. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at 1 
for Baylor Bear Baseball. The home of Baylor Bear Baseball. ESPN Central Texas. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for your home or office. Western art and pictures, purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Xavier is the champion of the National Invitational Basketball Tournament. They overcame an eight-point halftime deficit to beat Texas A&M 73-72 for the title. A doubleheader sweep for MCC Baseball over Weatherford gives the Highlanders their longest winning streak of the year at nine. They travel to Weatherford tomorrow to finish that four-game conference series. Baylor Baseball has a non-conference series at home this weekend against East Tennessee State. Game one at 6.30 tonight, and you can hear the play-by-play on ESPN Central Texas. The softball Bears host Oklahoma State for a three-game series with game one at 6.30. That game can be heard on Cool 101. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All 
All right, 7.55. We're five away from eight. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Final four coming up this weekend. Again, uh, we've talked a lot about North Carolina and Duke. Don't forget, uh, coming up, you also got uh, Kansas and Villanova at the press conference yesterday. Coach Bill Self was asked what he has learned in his, uh, his trips to the Final Four. My experiences in the Final Four, I actually had my best experience my first time. But the, but the biggest thing that, that, that I think you have to do here, you have to find some way to uh, keep minds and bodies fresh. You know, this is draining and taxing for many. It is up until Saturday, and if you're fortunate enough to win, then it's even more so after that. So finding a way to, to uh, keep guys off their feet, to keep guys uh, uh, not thinking about things, burning energy in the hotel room, things like that, and obviously have them play with freedom. Those would be the things that I would try to stress the most. You like Kansas or you like Nova? Uh, well, no, no, we, we, we'll get into that in a minute. We, 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 that's, in our, that's coming up in our next hour. Uh, but it, what does experience do for the Kansas Jayhawks? Because, again, Bill Self has been there, done that, and he's got the T-shirt. He understands what what's – maybe these players haven't, but he can certainly explain and, 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 and talk about – you know, what they're about to, to go through in New Orleans. I mean, it helps. But at the same time, Nova's got that experience. Everybody that's here is is very familiar with this territory. I feel more so that the gauntlet of the Big 12 that Kansas went through is where it's going to benefit them the most uh, looking over the next two games. I agree. I mean, I, I think uh, more than anybody in this tournament – you, you look at them as battle tested. I, you know, I, I think it's going to be fun. You got some, you got some programs that have been there, done that, and got a T-shirt. That's for certain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, we'll talk about that coming up in our next hour. But anyway, all right. Uh, just, uh, just, I'm, I'm kind of getting jazzed for Saturday night. Uh, you got to, man. Yeah, man. You got, you got two good ones. I, I still think you got to have a, you got to have a party tray, or it, it can't be Cheerios, <laughs> Garrett. It, it just can't. Hey. Get in where you fit in, man. Burgers and fries or, or I don't know, something. <laughs> uh, summer sausage. <laughs> Cereal for dinner is good. Well, it is, but is it is it the right meal for the final four? It might not be, but if it if it's, I don't know. We'll see what happens. If that's how you roll, that's exactly. how you roll. All right, 758, John Morris, the voice of the Bears, has got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat coming up. A big weekend in Baylor Athletics includes the Baylor Invitational at Clyde Hart Track and Field Stadium. We'll give you a preview and look at the entire weekend straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. The Baylor Bookstore on campus is your go-to location for the absolute latest in Baylor Nike gear. Shop in person or online at baylorshop.com. 
Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. A busy weekend here in the spring in Baylor Athletics. Baylor men's tennis in action tonight in Austin. Back home Sunday at 1, hosting the TCU Horn Frogs. 1 p.m. at the Herd Tennis Center on Sunday for the gold out. It's a matchup of number three versus number four in the nation on Sunday. Baylor acrobatics and tumbling in action tomorrow, 5 o'clock in the Farrell Center, hosting Hawaii Pacific. Softball with a big home series this weekend against sixth-ranked Oklahoma State. Games tonight at 6.30, tomorrow at 7, and Sunday at 1. While Baylor baseball steps out of conference play, they'll host East Tennessee State, a three-game series that begins tonight at 6.30, continues tomorrow at 3, and concludes Sunday at 1. The Clyde Hart Track and Field Stadium will be buzzing this weekend as Baylor hosts the Baylor Invitational. The hammer throw will be contested tonight. Then the remainder of the schedule tomorrow beginning at 10 a.m. Here's track and field head coach Michael Ford. Well, I think the big focus for us is just trying to keep improving each week. Um, a lot of, uh, of course, when you go to the big invite meets like Texas Relays, a lot of your um, student athletes don't get to run in it because they have a small number of athletes. So get to see a lot of our um, a lot of our student athletes get to compete at home um, in front of some fans and, and some family members. But I think the biggest thing is just trying to make improvement. Um, some of our some of our I would say some of our top kids are probably going to be doing different events than, than their normal events. Um, and so we're just kind of working on that right now um, to see what events they're going to do. Um, but I think our biggest emphasis is still like steady making improvements for the conference meet um, to get prepared for that and, and, and trying to get our relays, get a little bit more depth on our relays too. Um, I think just really seeing a lot more kids run. Track and field head coach Michael Ford on the Baylor Invitational this weekend at Clyde Hart Track and Field Stadium on the banks of the Brazos. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Have a great weekend. More Monday. I'm John Morris. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Interesting hire. Had a tremendous run, as you said. Very impressive. But that's funny, uh, Aaron. Did you say it went back to like 2012 or 2015? I find it interesting that these schools sometimes when they're kind of like, ah, who are we going to hire? They're like, well, Steve Prom was pretty good here, <laughs> you know, like seven, eight years ago. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. 
from the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time with Tom Ward and Garrett. We're glad you're with us, and we're brought to you in part by Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace, VersaLift Southwest, also by ProStar Rental, and by Big Boys Record. And we welcome into the program the head football coach and athletic director of the Lorena Leopards, Ray Biles. Coach, good morning. How are you? Fine, Tom. How are you today? Terrific. And first of all, we want to congratulate you. Named the 3A Coach of the Year by Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. It's uh, an outstanding uh, award and uh, one well-deserved. Congratulations. Well, thank you, Tom. And, uh, I, again, uh, I understand you're only as good as the folks that surround you. So that's a community effort, a team effort, and a coaching effort from our whole staff. But uh, I'm blessed to have great folks around me. So thank you very much. You, you've had some time now, Coach. I mean, we're, we're into uh, we're into the spring. Have you, have you, ever, have you had a chance to kind of – just exhale a little bit, sit back, and, 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 and maybe reflect on the season and, and you know, the whole the whole journey? Uh, yeah, we have. I mean, you know, so many things, again, had to fall into place during the course of the season. Uh, as we progressed, you know, we started out on two against a couple of pretty good ball teams and then, uh, you know, kind of got on the roll. Uh, and then we were very, very fortunate. Uh, we did not have any – severe injuries i know we lost uh, one of our starting linebackers in midpoint of the year with leg injury and then we lost uh reed mcna our starting running back in the semifinals and, and uh, you know rhett hansen was one of the guys that was playing running back as well already at that time and he just stepped up in the last two ball games with us for a couple hundred yards each time so pretty nice to have that guy on my side but uh you know as you look back a lot of things fell in place the ball bounced right but the main thing, I think, is our, our kids just continue to improve week in and week out all through the month of November and into December. Coach, because of the fact that you have to share so many athletes, what does your offseason look like and, and how? what do you have to get accomplished or what can you get accomplished in the offseason? Well, that's a great question because uh, so many of our skill kids, uh, you know, went into the basketball court uh, immediately after that, that playoff game into the Christmas holidays when we uh, finished up the season and, uh, you know, helped uh, the basketball team as well. I mean, you know, we, we do talk often with our coaches about they're not my football guys or they're not your baseball guys or they're our kids. They're our athletes, and we share them uh, out here. You know, we've got some cats that need to be in multiple sports we encourage that very strongly because I feel like a kid that's in season is much less apt to have a problem uh, with grades and uh, all the other things that can happen out there if they're in season and if they're out of season. So anyway, that being said, uh, you know, we have to adjust what we do because a lot of our skill work, throwing the ball and catching the ball and doing a lot of those things, those guys are, you know, right now running track, playing baseball, they just got out of the gym. And so uh, we've spent an awful lot of time in the weight room and a lot of the Stuff, these kids are kind of having to get on their own but uh, you do have to adjust uh, it's, it's different than it was you know when I was at Katie High and we just pretty well had straight running football guys and hey you know uh, they were ours and we just figured it out for the whole year but uh, it's a challenge but it's one that our coaches do a great job of working together to uh, make sure that these kids can be as involved in everything and uh, bring success to so many different programs. 
Coach, we see all the time when teams are successful, they, and especially when they're coming off of championships, that it's hard that next year or even the, the few years following that to fill out that non-district schedule. People don't want to – they're kind of nervous to play you. How, is, how are y'all coming along with your schedule uh, right now at this moment? Uh, that's true. Uh, yeah, it, it was difficult. Uh, actually, uh, you know, we it, it took us a week to fill. Finally, after the district's uh, realignment had come out in February, it took us a week to be able to get uh, all those non-district games uh, scheduled. So, anyway, uh, it is what it is. And I know what uh, Willie Williams and Don Hyde and, and uh, Kevin Hoffman down at Mark and some of these guys have had to do each year to try to fix a schedule without having to drive to – Texarkana or Amarillo or somewhere like that to try to play a non-district game because uh, it, it's very difficult. You mentioned uh, La Vega and, and Mart, and, and, and there's several others. You, as you mentioned, you played two really good teams to start the season. The caliber of competition in Central Texas, Coach, does that make other teams better? Does it make your team better because of that caliber of competition that you play night in and night out in Central Texas? Yeah, no doubt, Tom. I mean, you know, we've got great, great coaches in Central Texas, guys that do a tremendous job uh, with their kids. And then we've got great athletes in Central Texas. And I, I don't, you know, uh, you can go four different directions. Uh, when you're in McLennan County, you know, you could end up in Region 1, Region 2, Region 3, Region, I mean, you could pretty much go anywhere in the state. It's kind of a unique situation here. Now, we've been in either Region 2 or Region 3, but once you, uh, you know, go to the east, I guarantee you the speed factor and a whole lot of things when you're talking playoffs gets amped up a lot. And uh, if you haven't played people that get you prepared for that, you know, you can get exposed real quick. But if you've already had to deal with that, uh, then, you, you know, your kids, hey, it's just another deal. Let's go take care of it. And uh, But, yeah, no, I think the level of play here in Central Texas uh, is tremendous. Uh, one, of the, one of the better places in the state. I mean, we've got state champions all around McLennan County here. Coach, with the UIL now allowing you to have those – little bit of time in the summer to have football workouts and sport-related workouts. How much does that help your program, especially since at the level that you're at, you don't get to have spring practices? How much does that help you get kind of prepared and do some of the little things before you get into fall camp? Well, that's huge. It gives us an opportunity to really go through so much of, of uh, the installation of our offense and our defense, and we can do it in a, you know, in a non Oh, we don't, we're not rushed to get this all done today or tomorrow, the next day. But, you know, you've got them in there for uh, four days of the week, Monday through Thursday, and we can flip-flop. You know, where our kids play both sides of the ball. So, uh, you know, we may take our younger kids down to the offensive end of the field uh, one morning after we do the weights, and we may take the you know, older kids down the defense, and then the next day flip-flop it where they're learning two positions or at least two sides of the ball. But it does give us a chance to do an awful lot of teaching and walkthrough and things like that where, you know, when once we get up to the pads and we don't do a lot of, you know, walking and talking, we're usually moving around an awful lot. So, uh, you know, I tell our coaches, be structured, know what you need to do. Uh, don't waste time because we don't have any time to waste. But uh, the summertime is huge for us to be able to, to teach so much of our offense and defense and the schemes and the things that we do because we are on the short we still have kids running track this week and, and uh, playing baseball for several weeks to go. And, and so uh, we're not going to have a full house until probably sometime uh, in May. So, uh, yeah, it, it's very important what we can do in the summer. Coach, 7-on-7 seven seven has really made it a year-round thing with, with football. And y'all are going to be hosting, and y'all do a great job of hosting every year one of the qualifying tournaments. Uh, what goes into that, and what can people expect to see if they want to come out to Lorena and watch that 7-on-7? Seven 
Well, it's a great thing for our kids to have a chance to get out and compete, and that will be May 7th on a Saturday. Uh, this year, the state uh, 707 uh, issued us McLennan County uh, 707 SQT, uh, a 16-team tournament. So we will actually have a bracket going on up at West. Coach Woodard graciously uh, accepted one of the, the host areas up there for us. So we'll have eight schools basically from the north going that direction, and we'll have eight schools from the south area of uh, Waco coming to our place but uh, you know you'll see a lot of good ball uh, kids out there working hard it's a competitive situation I, I like the way they've kind of shortened it uh, to uh, you know two 20-minute halves and I mean it's bang bang in and out and the games are over and, and you move on and it's not too lengthy and it's especially whenever it starts getting hot and those kids are you know maybe going both ways uh, out there to uh, you know preserved with a lot of stuff but the main thing with it is is just uh, kids have an opportunity opportunity to compete uh, and you get an opportunity to watch your kids uh, get out there and, and find out who can do what. Coach, thanks. Appreciate your time. Again, congratulations. Uh, Well-deserved. And uh, this whole year has been fun to, to sit back and watch you guys. And, and uh, we, uh, we congratulate you and wish you all the best. Yeah. Thanks so much, Tom. Talk to you soon, Coach. Thanks. That is uh, Ray Biles, the head football coach and athletic director at Lorena High School. And again, the uh, Dave Campbell Texas Football Magazine Coach of the Year in Class 3A. And you guys know this. I've known him a long, long time. It, it just doesn't get much better than uh, a guy like Ray Boz. And we are blessed in Central Texas. He said it. I mean, he talked about the, the coaches. But we've got great coaches, great leaders of young men uh, in, in these athletic programs around Central Texas. We're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're very fortunate to have these guys leading our young people and, and, uh, and guiding and, and helping direct them as they move um, into into uh, into adulthood and and uh, he's one of the best and he is such a uh, quality and high class character uh, gentleman and uh, love talking to him uh, it's love listening to him good stuff all right uh, eight thirteen thirteen minutes after eight o'clock and uh, we are presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat your friend in the car business where you can check out the twenty two Ram fifteen hundred Lone Star Edition or maybe you want a uh, a quality Jeep product you can check out all the Jeep vehicles at Alan Samuels including the Jeep Grand Cherokee what a great looking vehicle with all the bells and whistles, and you can check them out at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They're at 201 West Loop 340, and if you if you want to go online and say, you know what, I wonder what's I wonder what's on the on the lot today. Well, check out AlanSamuelsDCJ.com. That's AlanSamuelsDCJ.com. Yeah, and uh, and you can check out those vehicles, and then you can go by and and visit with Ted Teague and, and his staff. And I, I guarantee you, there's right now. I guarantee you, you can go back there and you you'll wander around and, and you you'll look up and go oh there's coffee there's juice there's a donut <laughs> I mean heck you may you may just want to go have breakfast with Ted he, he'd love to see you uh, it's Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat truly your friend in the car business two zero one West Loop three forty just down from Highway eighty four your morning weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We're going to end the work week with lots of sunshine and above normal temperatures with highs today topping out at 79 degrees. Tonight, partly to mostly cloudy as a little disturbance moves through. There could be a sprinkle or two. We drop to 53 and Saturday looks beautiful with mostly sunny skies and highs around 81. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time. 
from CBSSports.com. Jayhan Jayaraja. You know, obviously they did lose their head coach, Lincoln Riley. Uh, but it's more than anything else, I mean, they've got lost at so many key positions. They've lost their quarterback, their leading rusher, their leading tacklers. They're replacing a bunch of key guys at a lot of different positions. And then on top of that, they're going to be running a different defensive system, and they don't quite have the personnel to run it at this point. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Pro Star Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. Pro Star Rental. They make work easier. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. At 817, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward here. We've been talking some basketball with you today as we get ready for the Final Four in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. All right, uh, let's do it. It's, it's that time. Let's, let's, let's give our picks. And then after we mess them up, on, uh, we can re-pick on Monday. <laughs> for right for yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, t- t- talk to me about your bracket then. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. No, mine's destroyed as well. I-, I got one team available from the original bracket. I had none. How many do you have left, uh, Ward? Uh, one in the Kansas. final four. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, Kansas. I think we all – I think nope, – you didn't, didn't even I have Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> Iowa. Oh, my goodness. I drank the Kool-Aid. How many Final Fours have they been in the last five years? None. Okay. Zero. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, Villanova, Jay Wright's team against Kansas, uh, the, the lone Big 12 rep. Let's go around the horn. Who are you picking? Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, I am too. 
I am too. And, and again, it's probably not fair, but I watch Baylor. Uh, how do you how do, how did you describe it the other day? Uh, beat the brakes off oh, of Villanova. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and they, you boy, know, and they did. What was it like? Thirty six points or something like that? It was ridiculous. It yeah. was. Uh, and I just have a hard time picking them. I mean, and and I know that was back in non-conference, and we a lot of waters passed under the bridge since then, you know, with your conference and and postseason all. But I just I can't get past it. I can't. I, I can't get past it. Plus uh, the injury. I mean, that's that's big. That's a big blow. If that's a huge blow for yeah. Villanova. I yeah. just I their don't guard. Think they they don't overcome that. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, and then the one that everybody's been talking about for nine million reasons. Uh, first ever meeting in. In postseason play, uh, they're what eight miles down the road from each other. They're mm-hmm. in the same conference, same tobacco sta- road, yeah, tobacco, all of the stuff. You know, you got one guy that's finishing up his what forty second year. One guy finishing up his first. Uh, but he's a you know former former player. There's just a lot of intriguing storylines to this game, but at the end of the day, it's 40 minutes of basketball. Yes. North Carolina or Duke? Duke. I've taken Duke. I want North Carolina, but I've taken Duke. I'm taking North Carolina. I I think they're playing at at a level right now that's just, I mean, look, look, if Duke wins the game, I'm not shocked. Duke runs away with it. Runs away with it. I don't know if they run away away with it. They run away with it. I hope, man. I just I, I look. Hey, I, hey, I want hey, North Carolina. I want, so you're gonna you're you're calling out Duke to run away. Okay, so tell me why why do they do that? I I just think they're refocused because of the last game of the season. Uh, they're playing great basketball right now. They shoot the three better than anybody, uh, and I think the three three points going to be the big separator in this game. Uh, and I, I just I feel like that they use a lot of energy in this game, and they. They take care of business in a big way on Saturday night. All right. I just think there was so much at stake. It's When you look at Coach K, it, you have the opportunity to knock off your arch rival mm-hmm. and, and go in and claim the way that North Carolina and, went and in. And redeem yourself from that embarrassing loss. I, I just I think so. And I, Look, you boys are going to jump all over me, but I think you've lost your everlasting minds if you think that's a storyline at all. This is about getting to the championship and the championship only. No. There is no no, no. underlining, hey, they beat us in our gym. Absolutely there is. There is not. Yes, there There is. There is is not. Absolutely not. Let's hear from you. 662-1660. 662-1660. That's our CNC Collision Center text line. To me, the story from all four head coaches is you're 40 minutes away from playing for a championship. I don't even Period, think, paragraph. No, you, you, you don't even talk about playing for a championship. You talk about this one game. You got to win this one before you get to that one. The word championship never comes out of my mouth in the locker room. Are they ignorant? They know. They know I, exactly what's I'm at sorry, stake. sorry, but you, you go out and play this one. And if they know, then they know exactly what happened to them but then on why, that court. Why in the hell do they need to know about what two weeks ago or three? Does it matter? This is a two season, uh, two game season. Yeah, now. It absolutely matters in those players' mind. I I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm I, I'm to me, it's about it's a one game to get to the championship. It's a two game season this weekend in New Orleans. A two game season. What happened yesterday doesn't matter. 
what happens today. I don't it, even it, talk about the championship. It's one game at a time, one possession at a time, and right now the only opponent you have is North Carolina. Then why are we talking about what happened two weeks ago in, 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 in Cameron Indoor? Because that that's already passed. You don't look ahead to the future. You work on what's on the past, and you improve on the mistakes you made. I mean, if you're going to show the film and say, hey, this is what they did and we got to improve on this, I get that. But if you're talking about revenge, uh, I, I, I think it's I think getting to the championship is far more than nope. uh, than 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 nope. working off of a revenge thing. Not even close. You and see Duke games think it's going to be a close game. That's uh, Jeff from the uh, from the, on, on AutoZone. So, well, we got different opinions on this little subject, but hey, look. Uh, we're going to find out when they tee it up on Saturday night. Uh, and again, I think these—I I think they're both going to be really good basketball games. If there's a runaway, for me, it's Kansas running away from Nova. Oh yeah, I, I think that's the runaway. I, I think Duke and North Carolina have a knockdown dragout, but I just kind of like the way Duke has gone about their business over the last few weeks. You mean North Carolina? I mean North Carolina. I'm sorry. I think yeah. Well, and I also like the way Duke has gone about their business as well. Ever since that loss, uh, and that's why I think it's going to be a really, really good basketball game. The kid from Oklahoma. And I'm trying to think of his name. Wait a minute. Yeah. Who has an answer for him? Right now, Coach K. Yeah. He might. Oh yeah. I just I don't know, man. Manic is playing lights out. He's a so he's so big and and just agile, and he could shoot the lights out. I don't know if you can really guard him at this point. Man, he's 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 had the a three's a big equalizer, and I think it it goes in Duke's favor. We yeah. are going to find out on Saturday. So, all right, you've got Duke and KU in the final. Who wins? KU. You got Duke and KU in the final. Who wins? Uh, Duke, I just let him let Coach K ride off in the sunset. <laughs> I've got North Carolina and KU in the final, and I'm going with KU. Now, if it is North Carolina and KU, it makes for an interesting matchup. The last two teams that Roy Williams has coached would be in the in the championship game. Does awesome. that matter to anybody? No, it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting side note. But you also, so if you have Duke and Kansas meet up, then it's an opportunity for Coach K to win because he won his first national championship against Duke in 91, and he would have an opportunity to win his last one in 2022. Shout out to Chris Allman for that nugget. Here's yeah. an interesting note from, uh, from JR on the CNC Collision Center text line. Kansas is going to win it all. Duke and UNC are going to leave it all on the line and be that's, tied that's why the Kansas wins game it. on Monday. That's, that's why Kansas wins it. So, there you go. All right, 825. We're 25 after 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're going to switch gears. We're going to talk a little baseball. We're going to do that coming up in uh, just a couple of minutes right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, if you want to sell your home, you could do it in five days or less. It's the Brokerage House. The Brokerage House guarantees they'll sell your home in five days or less, or they're going to buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home. The Brokerage House is your connection to buyers from around Central Texas and also across the nation and quite frankly, internationally. Uh, Aaron Ryan and the folks at Brokerage House have a proven program that is going to generate offers for your uh, for your home above market value and multiple offers. You want to know more about it? It's 5daystosold.com. That's 5daystosold.com. Or you can call Aaron at 817-812-2978. We're talking about the Brokerage House. Baylor, Big 12 Softball. 
this weekend on 101.3 FM. It's Baylor and Oklahoma State this weekend at Gatterman Stadium. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 7, and Sunday at 1 for the Bears and the Cowgirls. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here, and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254 730 Roof. That's 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The NCAA Basketball Final Four is in New Orleans starting tomorrow night with Kansas meeting Villanova in the first game and North Carolina taking on Duke in the nightcap. A doubleheader sweep for MCC Baseball over Weatherford gives the Highlanders their longest winning streak of the year at nine. They travel to Weatherford tomorrow to finish that four-game conference series. Baylor Baseball has a non-conference series at home this weekend against East Tennessee State. Game one at 6.30 tonight, and you can hear the play-by-play on ESPN Central Texas. The softball Bears host Oklahoma State for a three-game series with game one at 6.30. That game can be heard on Cool 101. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
All right, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward-Garrett, glad to have you with us. Springtime, and springtime means uh, softball and baseball, and we welcome in the head coach of the Bosqueville Bulldogs, Coach David Anderson. Coach, good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are y'all? Terrific. We appreciate the time. Obviously, a, a terrific season a year ago. H- have you seen some carryover from the success a year ago into this group? Uh, yes, sir. We've uh, a lot of carryover so far this year. You know, that group, they got used to winning last year and competing in big games, and they really brought it over to this year. And, you know, with the way we designed the schedules, we put them in tough situations early. And, you know, they've been able to face adversity because they saw it all last year and be able to come out on top in some big games so far. And we were we were just looking at, as far as this district is concerned. This is this is a heck of a district with you guys and Bosqueville and, and Valley Mills and 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 Cross. There's a lot of quality in the district right now. Oh yes, sir, definitely. There's a lot of good baseball players in this district. There's a lot of good coaches. Coach Shawnafeld over at Valley Mills, they do a really good job um, defensively pitching, hitting. Coach Smith at Crawford, you know, he's a great coach, and there's a lot of good players over there and. From top to bottom, I really think we have one of the toughest districts in 2A. Coach, is it this time of year the most important thing is about just getting innings and, and getting at bats and getting comfortable in the game of baseball? Right. Yes, sir, it is. You know, we're at the halfway mark through district right now, and, you know, we finally think we have it figured out where everybody's going to play. And right now it's just getting those guys used to those positions. We have a lot of new faces, especially defensively. And, You know, just getting them comfortable, giving them a lot of reps, putting them in situations to where later down the line, hopefully it all pays off and we can make another run. Talking with uh, the head coach of the Bosqueville Bulldogs, David Anderson. Coach, talk about some of your leaders. You mentioned that you got some young guys, but talk about some of the leaders that, you know, that are are kind of guiding and and being those coaches on the field for you. Well, you know, we have – four seniors that have been on uh, varsity since their freshman year and three of them have started and you know it all kind of starts behind the plate with Noah Pena he's the guy who's been a signal caller for us behind the plate for three years you know he calls every pitch for us he takes that burden off of me and coach Cummins he's great behind the plate and offensively this year he's really carried over from how hot he was in the playoffs Uh, Camden Hill's another guy you know he leads by example he's kind of the guy he just comes to work every day he's blue collar and uh, Jace Powers, he's he's our vocal guy. He's been a starting outfielder for us now. And, uh, you know, another guy who leads by example who's won some big games for us is John Ewens. You know, when he's on the mound, everybody feels pretty comfortable. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, he, he works hard every day. And, you know, there's a lot of other guys I need to mention, but those really are the top four guys for us. <clears throat> Coach, when you talk about some kids being in new positions and, and trying to figure those things out, is it for them more or less just sitting back and letting the game come to them, not try to do too much, especially at this time of the year? Oh, uh, you know, right now for those guys that are really talented, it's just don't let the game get too big. You know, stay comfortable. You know, you've done it a thousand times before growing up. Don't let the lights get to you and just make the routine plays. That's all we ask them to do. And, you know, we got a couple freshmen out there, you know, who so far this year we've, throwing them into, you know, games on the line. Hey, are you going to go compete or what? And, you know, those guys, they've really stepped up and they're starting to become more comfortable. They're more vocal now that they've got a few games under their belt and they're doing a great job. A lot of familiarity between your club, Valley Mills, and Crawford. 
is that is that a strength or is that a weakness or is it kind of just kind of negate each other because these kids have known each other probably all their lives? Oh, you know, it, I think it's a strength, you know, especially nowadays is, you know, our kids are like, oh, yeah, he throws three pitches. This is what he does. And I'm like, how do y'all know all this? You know, and they're like, <laughs> oh, coach, I've played with him since I was five. And then they're like, oh, I saw on Twitter. And, you know, when we shake hands, they know everybody by name, first name, last name. They're like, oh, yeah, we play on the same summer ball. Oh, we hung out last weekend. So, you know, there's a lot of familiarity with everybody. And and it's good, and it's good baseball, and it's good competition because everybody knows everybody, and it's fun, you know. It's, it's good games. You know, both teams kind of go at it with each other. And, it's you know, it's been a lot of fun, especially this year with everything. Talk about uh, the matchup tonight. Uh, you got you mentioned Coach Smith. You got the the Crawford Pirates tonight, and and that's always uh, going to be a competitive battle. I don't care if you guys are playing checkers, right? Oh, it is. You know, if you're playing Crawford, they're going to compete, and you know those guys every year they get better as the season goes on. Coach Smith does a great job. You know, last year, you know, you know they started off a little bit slow, and they picked it up, and they got hot, and they went all the way to the regional semifinals. And I really think their kids do a good job of competing you know, for seven innings, and they're going to give it everything they have. And, you know, that's what Coach Smith over there has instilled in them. And I really think he's a great coach. And, you know, they're a great program, you know, and everything. This, this may be unfair, but I'm going, to, I'm going to ask it anyway. When you look at your, your pitching staff today as compared to maybe at the end of the year last year, how do they compare? You know, pretty similar. You know, we, we returned a lot of arms. And this year we've been able to get a lot of young guys innings. And, you know, we returned – three big arms for us and John Hunter Henningsen and Jace Powers. And when those three guys are on the mound, we're pretty confident. You know, they, they throw with a little bit of velocity. They can spin it. And with John and Hunter, those are two guys that, you know, since their freshman year in high school, they've every time they've stepped on the mound, they've gotten a win, you know, if they've started. So with those two guys, we have a lot of confidence in J.P., he, you know, he's really successful. He spins it really well, and he's got some confidence about him on the mound that the team follows behind. Hey, Coach, thanks, man. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Have fun tonight, and uh, we uh, we appreciate you being with us today. Yes, sir. We appreciate y'all having us. Thank you. Have a great day. That is uh, David Anderson, the head coach of the uh, Bosqueville Bulldogs. I was just looking at some numbers. Ward, you know as well as I do, it begins on the mound, and uh, Ewens has 34 Ks, Powers has 35 Ks, and Hendrickson has 26 Ks. This is a team that, that can throw strikes. That's what you want. You want them to be able to pound the strike zone. If you got guys that can pound the strike zone and trust their defense, you're going to be successful in high school baseball. All right, so uh, that is a, a – look, Get a, looking for something fun to do? Get out and see a high school softball or baseball game. It's going to be great weather uh, tonight, and there's going to be some really good games all across Central Texas. we got some quality teams uh, in Central Texas. Absolutely. It's fun to get out and watch. I, I went to a – High school baseball game on Tuesday night. Just uh, hung out and, 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 you know, of course, the wind was blowing about 93 miles yeah, an hour. But other <laughs> you'd see a foul ball. Oh, that ball or that ball's headed for center field as it ends up across the street, you know, <laughs> on, on the softball diamond or whatever. Uh, but uh, it was, you know, uh, it was fun to get out and watch some high school baseball on Tuesday night. You can, you can do the same. Uh, 838, we are 22 now away from uh, – away from 9 o'clock, uh, and I want to talk to you a little bit about what is going on over at Morrison's Gifts. They got uh, they got all kinds of fun stuff going on at at Morrison's Gifts, and, and they've got the big trunk sale going on right now. Morrison's Gifts is having their uh, – their, uh, 
their semi-annual John Hart trunk sale that it began Wednesday. It's going to run through tomorrow, and you can go by and check out all the special pricing on John Hart leather goods, canvas, totes, purses, backpacks, luggage, and all those great accessories. And, you know, they stock uh, – there's a lot in stock and a lot to choose from, and there's a lot of great graduation gift ideas. Graduation, folks, is, what, a month or so away? I mean, it's it's coming soon, uh, you know, and you can you can get that graduation gift at Morrison's Gifts. And right now, Morrison's is uh, offering free personal personalization Easy again, easy for me to say on all John Hart products, as well as free gift uh, for a purchase of fifty dollars or more. So stop by and check them out. They got cold drinks, snacks, and all kinds of fun stuff. They're uh, owned and operated uh, at, uh, by a Baylor alumni, and they've been doing this uh, since the '70s. So, man, I'm telling you, over 40 years in business for Morrison's Gifts. They're at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive. In that strip center, they're right next to Jason's Deli. You you can't miss them. Go by and, and see Mark and Sally and all the entire folks at Morrison's Gifts. It's the Baylor Coaches Show with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. The Baylor Coaches Show moves to Wednesday, April 13th, live from Rudy's. Come join us then and hear from women's tennis coach Joey Scrivano and women's golf coach Jay Goble. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's in Waco, here on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here, and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect, Universal Windows Direct. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. You know what would be weird? You go over to your buddy's house and he invites you into his bedroom and says, hey, have you seen my bed? And then he proceeds to take all the covers off his bed, looks at you with no shame and asks you, do you like what you see? Um, awkward. It's the same thing with your truck. A bare bed is an awkward form of truck nudity, and it should be stopped. Now, our lawmakers aren't going to do anything about it, so Pickup Outfitters has decided to take the initiative. In the month of April, all solid bed covers are $250 off when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. You heard right. $250 off all solid bed covers in April. Folding, rolling, retractable, lid style, all $250 off. It's in celebration of our 25th anniversary, but it's also to help you from being that 
weird guy who wants to show everyone his bed. $250 off solid bed covers in April when purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Here Drive in Waco, on the web at createacommotion.com. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, April 2nd, Sunday, April 3rd at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms. And the variety of our shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if we don't have it, they don't make it. And the Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find ammo, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, April 2nd, 9 to 5, and April 3rd at the Harker Heights event center business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something then let the pros at mallory screen print and embroidery do the job for you they can customize your logo on t-shirts caps dress shirts golf shirts winter apparel and more stickers for any occasion banners and signs large or small see more at malloryprint.com or call 1-800-433-2220 for your next custom screen printing or embroidery check out their full catalog at malloryprint.com I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF. That's 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The NCAA Basketball Final Four is in New Orleans starting tomorrow night with Kansas meeting Villanova in the first game and North Carolina taking on Duke in the nightcap. A doubleheader sweep for MCC Baseball over Weatherford gives the Highlanders their longest winning streak of the year at nine. They travel to Weatherford tomorrow to finish that four-game conference series. Baylor Baseball has a non-conference series at home this weekend against East Tennessee State. Game one at 6.30 tonight, and you can hear the play-by-play on ESPN Central Texas. The softball Bears host Oklahoma State for a three-game series with game one at 6.30. That game can be heard on Cool 101. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. For the grand bag on game time. All right, 845. We're 15 shy of 9 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us as uh, we roll through a uh, Friday and uh, and get ready for the uh, NCAA basketball tournament. All right, uh, let's see. John Morris program coming up today. Uh, let's see. John is going to have Michael Ford, the uh, Baylor track and field coach, on in the uh, 3 o'clock hour. So that'll be a lot of fun as they get ready for uh, a uh, the Baylor Invitational coming up uh, this weekend at uh, the Clyde Hart Track Complex. So that'll be coming up on Saturday. Uh, let's see. Baylor baseball is going to be back in action this weekend. Three-game series starting tonight with East Tennessee State University. Baylor at 13-11. and 11. Uh, East Tennessee is at 17-5 and five on the year. And the Bears step out of non-conference. And it probably comes, Ward and Garrett, at a good time for Steve Rodriguez. They're still, you know, kind of searching right now beyond their, their starting rotation. They're kind of searching for some arms and who's going to step up in that middle and then who's going to bridge the gap to, to the end. And, and quite frankly, who's going to close? They they got some question marks uh, in, in on the back end of the – well, not even on the back end, just in the bullpen in general – 
and if you're gonna if you're gonna try to solve some questions and and, and come up with some answers, uh, this I think stepping out of conference comes at a good time for them. Yeah, I mean, I think you need that little break, don't you? If nothing else mentally, and and not to have the strain of of a of conference sitting right in front of you just to get some at bats, and it gives him an opportunity to do some different things with his rotation, do some different things with the lineup, and try to find that right mixture. And you're not in conference play trying to you know fiddle with that it you know it, it gives you some freedom coaching and, and trying to figure out things so I think it you know anytime that you can step out of conference in the middle of the season and kind of rejuvenate I think it's a good thing it is I also think these are the games where you can't let these teams hang around you need to go out take care of business and just put them away and that's what you're going to need to carry your confidence into conference play when you start stepping up against the competition and, and again for me this series uh, is more about let's see who's going to be, you know, the guy that we tried out there in the seventh inning, the eighth inning. I, I think they're pretty comfortable with with their weekend rotation. Uh, it's, it's you know, how do we get from the seventh to the ninth with a chance to win? Look, this team's two. And, and again, Baylor and TCU both got the real early start. Baylor and, and TCU both have played six conference games. Mm-hmm. West Virginia has not played a conference game. It, that's just it's just how the conference schedule works in this spring sport. And, and you know, I, I don't know that it's fair. I mean, I, you know, you asked Steve Rodriguez, probably would have liked to have had another weekend or two in non-conference before they start conference play. But with that said, that's that's how it, that's how it got laid out. With that said, even with that said. You, you ask the Bears right now, and they'll tell you they should have won on Saturday against TCU, and they should have won on Saturday against Oklahoma. And right now, when you talk about a winning percentage sport, and that's what baseball and softball is, you go by a winning percentage, uh, four and two is a heck of a lot better than two and four, which is where they sit right now. So they've got to get some pitching resolved. they got to get some answers. Uh, you know. And again, I think they're okay with their starting pitching. It's where are they with their bullpen? Uh, on the on the flip side, softball is in conference play, and guys, here comes another quality opponent. No fair dodging. Here comes the Cowgirls of Oklahoma State. They're seven. Uh, Baylor is seventeen and fourteen overall, and Oklahoma State is twenty five and six coming in here this weekend. And again, you just went through, you know, and everybody's good. And look, everybody's going to go through a tough weekend in Norman, uh, and and you went through a tough weekend in Norman. Then, then you had an unexpected loss. Let's just be honest. Uh, incarnate word in, in your ballpark. I think uh, if you ask those players and that staff, that's that's a game you're supposed to go win on Tuesday night. Yeah, that can't happen. You you've got to tighten this up. You, you've got to win those games and and make an example out of the teams like that. That's where you're going to get better. And coming off that loss to Oklahoma, that's where you really needed a win to boost your confidence. No doubt about it. You got to figure out a way to to get more consistent. Uh, out of the circle, you got to get more consistent at the plate. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that Coach Moore is working on with this team, uh, and you know, I I guess you'd rather have those things early in the season rather than later in the season and have a fall off. But it, it's never a good time when you're in conference play. So they 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 need to tighten it up this weekend. They've got to come away with the series this weekend. Oklahoma State's coming in here hot. They very uh, hot. They just swept Tech uh, last weekend in conference play, and then won a midweek game against Tulsa. This is a team that's going really, really well right now. And uh, you, look, you're at home. Uh, 
you know, you got to batten down the hatches and, uh, you know, circle the wagon, whatever cliche you want to use, but you got to find a way to win some ball games, and, and that's kind of what they're staring right now. So that uh, that is the uh, the weekend over at uh, over at uh, the Turner Riverfront Athletic Complex at Baylor Ballpark and at, at Getterman Stadium. So, and again, I think the weather's going to be going to be nice. Saturday's game, by the way, for softball. Just a, a note here: the softball games have been moved. The seven, uh, the uh, Saturday softball game has been moved to a night game. It's going to be nationally televised, so uh, you can check that out. But to, yeah, it's going to be a seven o'clock first pitch for the uh, softball game as that game has been moved uh, for uh, for TV purposes and will be featured on ESPN. So there you go. Uh, the mother, I think it's on the mothership, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, ESPN, not you, not two, you know, not plus. I mean, it's, I, I, you know, so there you go. All right, uh, 8.51, we're nine away from nine o'clock. Uh, let's see. Cereal for the big, for the NCAA Semifinals. Sure, I'll switch I, it I'm, up, I'm, but it's an option. Hey, what? <laughs> it's an option. I guess it is. I guess it is. I'm just thinking, you know, I, when when I brought that up, what's the menu? I, I'm thinking, well, we're gonna have burgers and dogs, or you know, hey, look, we're gonna put out a little party tray, little cheese, <laughs> little little summer sausage, some some crackers. Nope, my man Garrett says, hey, I think I'm gonna have some Cheerios. It's not a bad option, man. Get you some blueberry Cheerios. Can't go wrong. Blueberry Cheerios. Good grief. With some silk. I ain't messing with milk. <laughs> silk. Good grief. Yeah, I'm not doing milk. What? You don't eat milk either? No. Gross. You don't have di- Do you have any dairy products? You didn't eat caramel. Uh, I mean, That's some. another one. I had caramel last night on my ice cream, by the way. Ugh. No. Don't eat milk. No, I'm not drinking you or eat, eating you milk. Eat no. Eggs? I like eggs every okay. once in a while. Yeah, do some eggs. every once in a while. So, I mean, uh, what what is your if, if someone says Garrett, today's your birthday? We're gonna, mud bugs. We're gonna. <laughs> oh yeah, mud bugs, gonna, uh, crab legs. Uh, you got an expensive some fried palate. chicken. I love fried chicken. Um, what is your favorite meal? If someone says, "Tell me your favorite meal," what would that be? And probably some crawfish, honestly. Good grief. <sighs> Man, I'm going to ribeye and a baked potato, and we are rocking. That's a good option, too, but, you know. I, look, I've gotten to the point. You'll eat a steak? Yeah. Okay, But, but I'm, I'm getting to the point where I don't really like eating meat anymore. It's gross. Oh, my Lord. <sighs> <laughs> every dairy farmer and every rancher in Texas is so proud of you right now. Hey, and that's fine and dandy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of. You'll eat crawfish, but you're not fired up about a steak. Yeah, I'll eat a steak. Yeah, I mean, I but mean, I'm you not, don't like it anymore. I'll eat it. I like it. It's okay. It's not like where I'm gonna go to. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not running to the grocery store when, when we get off and, and grabbing four or five steaks. No, no not no, happening, huh? Not happening. All right. Well, at today's prices, you're probably smart. Exactly. <laughs> See, yeah. well, no, no doubt about That's it. That's why I be eating cereal. <laughs> All right, uh, again tonight, 6.15 pregame, 6.30 for the first pitch. We've got uh, Baylor baseball right here on ESPN Central Texas taking on East Tennessee. So, ETU is in town. And, again, uh, look, uh, I don't know much about them. 
I do know this. They won 17 times in 22 tries, so must be a pretty good club. So uh, that'll be coming up right here on ESPN Central Texas. And again, over on our sister station, 101.3, you'll have Oklahoma State and Baylor softball game one of that three-game set. And then again, uh, tomorrow night's game will be uh, at 7 o'clock over on 101.3 as well. And then they'll wrap it up on Sunday. All right, that is going to do it for us. Thanks for uh, being a part of the program. Many thanks to everyone uh, for listening and uh, for participating on our CNC Collision Center text line. We will do this again for you on Monday when we get you ready for uh, for Kansas and North Carolina in the championship. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. And uh, for Ward and Garrett, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Monday.